Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we are glad that you decided to watch this particular program. We think you'll find it extremely interesting. Of course, we do continue to broadcast our show on a weekly schedule so that we can continue to bring information about early Mormon and present-day polygamy. And of course, we focus on Mormon polygamy simply because it has changed the true gospel of Jesus Christ from the simple grace of God into the dogma of polygamy for eternal life. And of course, if that were true, then that would make polygamy our savior instead of Jesus. But before we get started, I want to make an important announcement. The movie Prophets Pray will soon be released in various theaters around the country. Prophets Pray, the book, was written by Sam Brower and was the inspiration for the film. It is the disturbing and shocking inside story of polygamist and cult leader Warren Jeffs and the FLDS polygamy groups. Now, polygamy groups are all patriarchal, secret religions, but Warren Jeffs ruled the FLDS with an iron fist and with depraved sexual enslavement and exploitation. He brought child rape up to a new low and placed the blame on God. In a nutshell, the agenda of polygamy groups can be condensed into sex, power, and greed as they constantly are focused on growing their wealth and their harems. Prophets Pray explores and reveals from behind the scenes the sordid story of Warren Jeffs. Now, the movie will be showing in Salt Lake City on Friday, October 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Broadway Center Theater at 111 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. And, of course, we urge all of our viewers to go and watch it. Now, our show this time is going to be a two-part series as we discuss the polygamy essays that have been posted on the official LDS.org website where the LDS leaders have finally admitted that, yes, indeed, Joseph Smith did have somewhere between 30 and 40 secret plural wives. Now, for polygamists, that's no big deal. But to many Mormons, they are shocked to hear that what their critics have been saying all along is actually true. Despite decades of denial by the mainstream LDS church leaders, even calling those who talked about it anti-Mormon liars. And our guest for this discussion is Sandra Tanner. She's the owner and operator of the Utah Lighthouse Ministry in Salt Lake City. She's been our guest many times and has always had great insight into all things Mormon. And of course, she was once a Mormon herself, so she knows about that of which she speaks. So I would like to introduce and welcome our guest, Sandra Tanner. Good to be here. Thank you, Sandra, for coming again. So we're basing our discussion on uh, your latest newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's May 215, mm-hmm. num- newsletter number 124. Right. And it's about the problems in the LDS essays on plural marriage that they uh. recently posted right. <laughs> online. So it, it's interesting what the essays do and what they don't say regarding Joseph Smith's polygamy. But can our, you mail this out in May, can our viewers still get a copy of your newsletter? And uh, yes, it's still available. They just need to go to our website at utlm.org. 
org and uh, request a copy of the newsletter and it's sent out free so mm -hmm. yeah uh, okay. has all the details and references and everything of what we'll discuss and your bookstore is located in Salt Lake City right so people right across from the Bees Baseball Stadium, 1350 mm -hmm. Southwest, uh, 1358 Southwest Temple. Well, Southwest Temple. So it's easy to get to, and uh, we heartily recommend that you do um, get a copy of this. If you haven't read it yet, it's a very interesting read, and Sandra has some very interesting information in there as she challenges some of the things that are said. Now, these essays on polygamy, the to go to find the essays online, you can go to the links on the screen. Or you can go to our website, whatloveisthis.tv, and click show notes, and then click today's date, and that will take, easily take you to the links to read the essays. On November 10th of 2014, the New York Times headline read, and I quote, It's official. Mormon, founders had up, Mormon founder had up to 40 wives. Now, this is a shocking headline <laughs> for, for Mormons who were unaware of the essays up to that point. Right. Right? Did that kind of bring right. it? I think the average Mormon prior to this thought Joseph Smith maybe had three or four. But I find very few Mormons that really had an understanding of how many wives he had taken. And I find few polygamists realize right. that too. Well, as Emma Smith was in the same position, yeah. Joseph's <laughs> wife. She only thought it was about three or four because she had given consent for him to marry two uh, sets of sisters mm -hmm. there in Nauvoo. But she, they were single girls, but they didn't seem to tell her about the other wives. Right, and and then she booted them out or asked yeah. them to leave. And Two so, of the girls, yeah. Uh, so um, um, so she, he had even less as far <laughs> yes. as she knew at that point. Now, you receive a lot of phone calls and, and, yeah. and a lot of emails and personal visits from questioning Mormons, even polygamists. When this came out, uh, what was the man on the street, uh, regular Mormon, uh, what was their reaction? They hadn't been aware of it until this, no. right? What was their no, reaction? No, I had one man contact me that said, when he saw that headline in the New York Times that the church admits that Joseph had 40 wives, he couldn't believe it. So he went and started looking on the internet to find out more about Joseph Smith's wives. And the result of that is he was on his way out when he came and talked with me. Wow. I mean, yeah. this is just shocking to people that uh, the extent of it. Uh, so it, I think it's disturbed a lot of people that had a vague idea about polygamy, but not really Joseph Smith's practice. The funny thing now is that we find many times a Mormon will say defensively now, oh, well, we always knew he practiced yeah, polygamy. Yeah. What I think is really the situation is that they knew he introduced the revelation on polygamy, but I don't think most of them really knew he had 40 plural wives. Well, how many times? I, I, I've had it happen so many times to myself, and I know it had to be yeah. hundredly multiplied yeah. with you, um, where they just call us liars. Yes. You're, you're just making that up. You're just yeah. misinterpreting things you're reading. Oh, absolutely. You know, and did, any of a, did anybody apologize to you for... <laughs> <laughs> well, I have then, had apologies from uh, people leaving Mormonism for... Uh, accepting the church's characteristic of me as this evil person. And they've written and told me they're sorry now that they uh, thought I was uh, a big liar. And now they found out that was all true. And telling the truth after all. 
Well, in this newsletter, you quote Dieter Uchtdorf from the October 2013 yeah. conference, and I'm going to quote that. It said, and it said in your newsletter, you quoted, and to be perfectly frank, there have been times when members or leaders in the church have simply made mistakes. There may have been things said or done that were not in harmony with our values, principles, or doctrine, end quote. Now, you note in his talk that he failed to inform us of the nature of these right. mistakes. Yes, I want to know what he's <laughs> apologizing for here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so explain how some of these mistakes could be in the way the LDS Church handled polygamy. Well, yeah, I want to know what the mistakes were. Uh, I think some of them feel that... Marrying the married women was maybe a mistake, but I don't know how you separate that out from any of the rest of his plural marriages, because at least on two occasions, we know married women said Joseph told them the story of the angel coming with a sword, mm -hmm. threatening him with destruction if he didn't go into this. How do you separate that out as a mistake if, in fact, Joseph was claiming God's authority that an angel told him to do this for marrying a woman who has a living husband. And, and some of those mistakes, since they didn't mention what those mistakes are, right. like you said, um, doesn't, wouldn't that make the person, shouldn't that make the person question, well, how, what are these mistakes? How many have they been made? How many are still being made and nobody's owning up to them? Right. And it has disturbed many Mormons, but it's amazing how many just pass over that. I think some think that um, Fanny Alger was probably a mistake, his first claimed yeah. plural wife by the Mormon church. At the mm -hmm. time, it wasn't claimed as a plural right. marriage, but uh, in 1834, 35, 36 time period, he had a fair marriage, whatever you want to class it, with a girl living in the home as a house helper named Fanny Alger, and the Mormons today want to say that that was the first plural marriage. Right, because uh, if they don't call it a plural marriage, yeah. then it has to be adultery. Right, and yet Oliver Cowdery, one of the witnesses to the Book of Mormon, claimed that it was a dirty, nasty, filthy affair. I mean, that's a quote, dirty, nasty, filthy affair. Mm -hmm. So someone that was there at the time didn't see it as something ordained by God. So do we make that one of the Is mistakes? That one of the mistakes? Uh, the leaders aren't supposed to lead us astray. Uh, well, not what? if they're doing something, especially in the name of God. Yeah. I, I don't expect a man to be uh, without fault that claims to be a prophet. He can make a mistake on, um, well, well any number of things yeah. in his regular life. But when he's speaking in the role of a prophet as God's representative, then you don't get to make mistakes. You don't make mistakes. That's right, or he's not the prophet of God. The official comment from these essays is that Joseph Smith had 30 to 40 wives. I yes. thought, thought that was interesting because Todd Compton, which is, has no. been the official go-to for a long, long time, wrote about 34 wives, which included Emma. So yeah. why would they admit up to 40 unless they have some pretty good evidence that there possibly could have been 40? Well, yes, I don't see them using the higher number unless they think that in time it could be shown there were that many. So they're leaving They're relieving room. But we already know from George D. Smith's book, Nauvoo Polygamy, mm -hmm. he lists 38. Yeah. And there are several other women that are on the questionable list of wives. It's not that, you know, we run out of names at that point. There are other names associated as plural wives. The problem is for many of these women, uh, 
all we know about them is they were sealed to Joseph Smith after his death there in Nauvoo. Mm -hmm. So the question is on some of these lesser named women, were they married to him during life and then just sealed to him again after his death to make a recording? Because a lot of those sealings were done over after his death. Mm -hmm, they were, yeah. So yeah. so the, the list of women after his death there in Nauvoo is much longer than 40. So the question is yeah. trying to figure out where do you put them all? Yeah, right, exactly. You wrote on page two of your uh, newsletter, and I quote, the first sentence states, Latter-day Saints believe that the marriage of one man and one woman is the Lord's standing law of marriage. Right. What is so misleading about that statement? Well, section 132 is still in the Doctrine and Covenants. They have two apostles that have uh, been widowed and remarried and sealed in the temple. So they still have currently men who are planning on living polygamy when they get to heaven. So they still have in their theology, in their Doctrine and Covenants, the teaching that a man can be sealed to more than one woman. So to say that the order of the church is one man, one woman, that just isn't so. But they, so they still believe in polygamy, yes. they just don't practice polygamy. Well, only if you're fortunate enough to get divorced or your wife dies. <laughs> then, then you're guaranteed <laughs> Then you get to do it again. Heaven. And of course, their own writings in the 1835 Doctrine and Covenants, uh, which I doubt very many Mormons know. No. I certainly didn't know it growing up in a polygamy group that um, that it, they, that uh, contradicts the Book of Mormon, Jacob 2, 24 and 227. Um, and uh, Jacob 2.30, where it says, you can live polygamy to raise up seed. And yet the 1835 Doctrine and Covenants said that they believe in having only one wife. Right. In, in life. Right, unless, right. Unless she dies. Yeah, most people don't understand that there was an edition of the Doctrine and Covenants in 1835 that would differ quite a bit from the one they have today. And in it was a section at the back on marriage where they declared that one man should have one wife except in the case of death. And it specifically says they don't believe in polygamy. Mm -hmm. uh, and it leaves no allowance for a right. case of having polygamy. I mean, it seems pretty flat, straight out, one man, one wife. And that's after the Book of Mormon, two Jacob 2.30, yeah. where it says that, of course, Unless that's God kind of... Unless God wants it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... But so isn't it suspicious uh, that in this denial of plural marriage that and that most most... Mormons are unaware of this 1835 and that they actually removed it from the Doctrine and Covenants and replaced it with Section 132? Yes, date. well, this again gets back to their treatment and all these essays that they're putting up on their website now. They want to make it seem that they've always been open with their history and all this information's always been there. Only if you were a person studying Mormon history uh, the average Mormon isn't told in any Sunday school material right. that they had a section on marriage in 1835 that denounced polygamy that got removed in 1878 when they stuck in section 132 commanding polygamy. Most people don't know the right. history they of all of that. that. They don't know that at all. That's true. Um, in, in Jacob 2.30, it says that uh, the justification for plural marriage is to raise up seed. So my question to you is, and you've mentioned it in your newsletter, in looking at his polygamy history, was Joseph Smith raising up seed? Was he fulfilling Jacob 
Well, not very well. <laughs> there are a few children that may have been his children. Um, and the Mormons are conflicted about how to uh, view all of that. They've uh, done some DNA testing on male lines and haven't found a good match yet. When you try to do a female line back to a male line, then it's harder on DNA. I mean, if you have a straight mother-daughter line or a straight male-to-male line, then DNA can be pretty clear. Mm -hmm. But when you cross over from a descendant of a woman having a child with Joseph, that's harder to, to put out. There are some new studies now being done on DNA that take a broader, different approach than just the um, mitochondrial, the woman's, or the uh, Y chromosome for the man. Uh, it's a broader spectrum now where they look at the whole uh, DNA panel and try to uh, uh, find who matches closest. Mm -hmm. So there is work being done on that. But there was at least one girl uh, that was claimed by a plural wife to have been Joseph's wife, and that's uh, Josephine. Josephine from uh, Sylvia uh, Sessions, Lyons, whatever her last name was. Yeah. <laughs> she had married several husbands there. But um, she told Josephine on her, the mother, Sylvia, told Josephine on Sylvia's deathbed that she, the reason she is named Josephine is because she's Joseph's child. Mm -hmm. There is DNA work being done to try to establish that line. Mm -hmm. um, but so far they haven't got enough family to establish it because of its this new yeah. technology they need more samples from across the board i went to a, a lecture on this a couple of weeks ago and heard someone talking on this mm -hmm. that is trying to collect more samples of dna from oh, the sessions line to establish this and i really think it will show wow. that josephine was joseph's child but but if if it was to write and he had 30 to 40 wives uh, yeah. and, and and so he should have had more of this right. righteous seed that it's talking about. And the essays, do they honestly deal with the 11 married women that Joseph Smith married? Well, the curious thing in their footnote, they admit that he had 12 to 14 Ooh. married women. And, and we sit around talking about 11. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, there must be 14 of them out there <laughs> if they say 12 to 14. Uh, but we do know a, lo of a dozen of them uh, for sure. This gets problematic in that the Doctrine and Covenants has no allowance for marrying married women. The DNC, if we're going to take section 132, is coming from God. Mm -hmm. It says specifically that the women were to be virgins. virgins. There's nothing in there that indicates he could marry a married woman or a woman that was not a virgin. And those 11 married women, most of them were already raising families. They, right. He didn't need to barge in there. And, yes, and, what's the point of taking married women? They had a husband to take care of them. They had, could have their own families. So why would be the uh, advantage for Joseph yeah. to take that woman from her husband? I mean, that keeps that husband from having an eternal family. If, if, according to Mormon doctrine, it certainly yeah. does do that. Right. Absolutely. Under the heading of 14-year-old girls, um, I quote from yeah. your newsletter, 
The essay on Nauvoo polygamy concedes Smith's marriage to 14-year-old Helen Mar Kimball, but refers to it as happening several months before her 15th birthday. <laughs> Isn't that evasive wording? That's 14, yes. right? <laughs> right. They, they can't bring themselves to say 14, although I don't see that 15 is a whole lot better. <laughs> I don't think it is either. 14, for some reason, they didn't like to do that. But he didn't just marry her at 14. He also married another girl at 14 yes. years old. Yes, so there is another one. one at 14. And they didn't mention her, did they, in their essay? No, no, they didn't mention her at all. Uh, and the 14-year-old is a very sad story. Uh, Joseph had first gone to her father and asked the father for his wife as a plural wife. And uh, Kimball refused to give him his wife, Violet. And so instead, Joseph ends up asking for their 14-year-old daughter. And the, uh, what should I say, the, the thing to get them to agree to this is he promises them this will guarantee them eternal life. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does, how does yes. that work, that you guarantee a couple eternal life if they let their daughter marry you? Yeah. And Helen later, Helen Mark Kimball later says this, that uh, she just couldn't deny her folks such a blessing. And he and he when he proposed to her himself, he said, "This will guarantee yes. you and all of your family yes. eternal life." So he yeah. de he deceived both her and the parent. She even later said that she was deceived. So uh, and a lot of the uh, of Mormon people will say uh, in the mainline church will say that the the census records show that there was more women than men. Blah blah yeah. blah. Uh, but was there an imbalance of women to men ratio to make it necessary that that yeah. they take multiple <laughs> wives, and that wouldn't even work either with him taking already married women. No. Uh, okay, first off, Mormons uh, have generally thought that a lot of men died coming across the plains, leaving a surplus of women. That overlooks the fact that Joseph was already practicing polygamy in Nauvoo, uh, and by the time they left Nauvoo, there was at least 700 women and 200 men practicing polygamy. It had nothing to do with right. the trip west. Right. But even when they get out west, there never were more women than men in the territory. Ever. In any pioneer community, you will always have more men than women. So all of these women could have found a husband. Mm -hmm. And what studies have found is that the polygamist women, the number of children they had would have been conceivable with one husband, that if they had just let them all marry the available men, they would have ha probably had more children than that. They probably would have. Yeah, my mother used to say that to me, that uh, I questioned polygamy, uh -huh. you know, as a young girl, and she says, well, so that why, why my why was her answer, well, so that uh, the, the man can have more children, more uh -huh. children raised up for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, but later, much, uh -huh. much, much later, that five men, each with one wife, can have as many or more children than one man with five wives. Right. That the, the numbers just don't lie. Right. In that and, respect. And there weren't enough women. Yeah, <laughs> there weren't just, enough women. They would have all found a husband. Uh, well, in fact, one man who takes five or ten wives is is uh, de depriving other yes, men of having yes. a wife by doing that because he takes he takes her out of the possibility. 
Um, on page seven of your newsletter, you write that the LDS essay admits that monogamy was the only legal form of marriage at the time of Joseph Smith, but the essays don't address the problems with this, like Joseph Smith lying to Emma. I mean, they, they say yeah. it was the it was legal. Not polygamy wasn't legal, but what about all the problems that went around? They broke the law plus so many other things. That well, was harmful. Joseph was deliberately lying from the stand about polygamy, clear up until the end of his life. Just a few weeks before he died, up in the stand, he preached that what a thing it is for me to be accused of having seven wives when I can only find one. Well, for him to use the word seven was really being uh, careful because yeah. there, <laughs> it was, there had to be it? 30 to 40 women sitting out in the audience that were his wives already. Uh, and the reason everyone that practiced polygamy in Nauvoo was sworn to secrecy, and we have all these denials, is because there was a law on the books in Illinois on bigamy. Mm -hmm. A man could not have two wives. Right, right. right. Uh, very quickly, we're, we're getting close to the end, and I'd like to cover this before the end if we can. Under the heading, Restoration of All Things, I quote, Joseph Smith's polygamy is usually defended on the basis of restoring ancient principles. In the first essay, we read, Latter-day Saints understood that they were living in the latter days. Ancient principles such as prophets, priesthood, and temples would be restored to the earth. Plural marriage practiced by ancient patriarchs like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses was one of those ancient principles. You brought out an awesome point with this that I had not thought of before. Uh, first of all, Isaac and Moses were not polygamists, so they didn't, whoever did the essays didn't do their homework okay. when they wrote this, but the point you brought out is if, if, if temples and polygamy and prophets and, and priesthood are all this restoration why did they get rid of one but not the other? I mean, what right do they have to get rid of something that God supposedly restored? Yes, well, if they're going to argue restoration, there's all sorts of things in the Old Testament they didn't restore. Why pick polygamy as something you have to restore? If they're going to say, we need temples, then why not restore the sacrifice of animals? The, the original temple, exactly. Uh, and, and if God restored it, don't they understand God's nature? He doesn't change. He doesn't right. restore and take away and restore and take right. away and continue doing that. Well, yes, when they say that they're restoring the priesthood, they didn't restore priesthood just for one year and then give it up. Right. Why restore polygamy for uh, 70 years or whatever it was and then give it up? I mean, how is it a restoration if you don't keep doing it? That's exactly right. Exactly right. And plus, they didn't, again, they didn't do their homework because they didn't give a place where God commanded polygamy. Have, have you no, read in any no. of the essays where they, have you read? Well, they talk about uh, uh, Abraham and Sarah right. and Hagar, but they don't point out that, that God didn't command that. That was Sarah's idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you read it, it, go back and read it in the Bible, it's clear God didn't command this of Abraham. He didn't, and they should do their homework before they uh, make those kinds of statements. Yeah. I think they should anyway. Right. Well, this is the end of our part one. We're going to go to part two um, and next time and, and talk more about the rest of your newsletter, what you have. So thank you for being okay. here, and we'll <laughs> see you next time. And we want to thank you also for joining us as we talk about this. And um, do your homework. I think it's important that we all do. Uh, the end of our interview, this is uh, newsletter 124 that Sandra Tanner has sent out. You can contact her to get into it. It's called 
called um, the problems in the LDS essays and the the uh, on plural marriage. And of course, we do have a lot more to discuss. So we hope that you'll join us next time as we finish what we have started this time. And uh, we, you'll see the next one on next week on polygamy. What love is this? Thank you. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.